0: The U.S. federal government's debt pile passed $30 trillion this past week, and the folks over at Demonocracy created this handy visual for how many skyscrapers of Fiat Fed notes are now owed. Of course, this is only 11 keystrokes on a silver-laced Fiat Federal Reserve note-issuing keyboard, so rather than gawk at how ridiculous the size of these numbers are becoming, this week we're going to take a simple gander at what the ugly arithmetic is for alleged coming U.S. rate hikes versus tax receipts for the U.S. government, versus the debt and unfunded promise piles outstanding. In an email to his followers late last month, Luke Groman of Forest from the Trees Research reminds readers of the U.S. government's even larger entitlement programs and how complacent thinking is likely in for a rude awakening to come. He writes, quote, In the aftermath of the bursting of the housing bubble, there was a story that some of the housing models in use in the banking and or rating agency sectors did not allow for a negative home price to be input. Since everyone knew, home prices had never fallen nationally, even though they had nationally in the Great Depression. When the housing bubble popped, the U.S. government kicked the housing bubble upstairs to the U.S. Treasury market by backstopping banks, etc. Fast forward to today, Bank of America plus other banks are saying something similar. They're calling for seven rate hikes in 2022 and a peak Fed funds rate at 3%. In a development that is similar in many respects to how during the housing bubble, no one believed that house prices could fall nationally, Wall Street banks are ignoring math that suggests the U.S. will likely have a crisis way before Fed funds get anywhere near 3%. Why? Because U.S. economists had never had to think about U.S. balance of payments or about U.S. entitlements coming on the balance sheet. A 3% Fed funds rate would equate to roughly 4 to 5% average U.S. government borrowing costs pro forma. On $30 trillion in U.S. debt, for easy math, that's $1.2 to $1.5 trillion in U.S. interest costs, again, pro forma. And when we add that $1.2 to $1.5 trillion in interest to the $2.7 trillion the U.S. spent on Social Security and Health and Human Services in 2021, those are effectively the interest costs on the U.S. $100 trillion off balance sheet entitlement obligation, we get to $3.9 to $4.2 trillion. When we then add on to the $200 billion in veterans' benefits, we get to $4.1 to $4.4 trillion in U.S. true interest expense, which is way more than 100% of U.S. tax receipts, assuming that the rate hikes do not cause historically high-interest-rate-sensitive tax receipts to fall. And here currently is what the U.S. government has been taking in in terms of tax receipts, annualized and updated through Q3 2021. That's just over $2.5 trillion per year, with an all-time stock market bubble required to reach those record tax inflow levels. and back to Luke's final point. He writes, bottom line, many are talking about Fed rate hikes, but few are doing the math on how these rate hikes could make the U.S. government unable to make ends meet without the Fed helping finance U.S. deficits by upsizing QE. We think it's critical that investors remain focused on this macro factor that few investors currently are paying any attention to. Ronnie Stoffele, author of the annual In Gold We Trust report, points out in this 21st century, U.S. rate hikes have often kicked off gold bullion price increases, illustrated by red lines back in late 1999-2004 and in late 2015. Not only is the Fiat Federal Reserve always behind the curve, but this time they've helped quickly back us into a corner of gargantuan debt levels while the U.S. entitlement promise pile comes due in large numbers this decade and into the next. We entitled this week's SD Bullion Update as Gold Poised for Future Mania because simple math on the back of a napkin illustrates it. As well, the powerful cup and handle shape it's now coiling under suggests when gold's price denominated in increasingly devaluing Fiat Federal Reserve notes finally breaks to the upside, the energy may ultimately convert gold into perhaps the final bubble of this post-World War II, still-growing, record-debt supercycle era. Hello there, on behalf of sdbullying.com, this is James Anderson with a quick SD Boolean Market Update. Before we go further, please smash the like button so other sound money stackers can also see this content. And be sure to subscribe to our SD Boolean channel so you can get our latest market coverages and also a chance at winning incredible bullying giveaways like this one. Raise your hand if you like free stuff. We were going to give away a free tube of the brand new 2022 Silver Eagle coins. Then we said, nah, make it 25 tubes. SD Bullion is at it again with the Silver Eagle Monster Box sweepstakes. How many coins are in a monster box? Let's just say one lucky participant is going to be showing off their best celebratory dance moves with 500 shiny new silver bird friends. So head over to sdbullioncom backslash sweepstakes for your chance to win. Click the link below for your chance to win, and good luck to all of you out there who enter our contest. Turning now to silver and gold spot price action for the week, both the silver spot price and gold spot price finished slightly up. The gold-silver ratio climbed and finished just above 80 to close. But I want you to focus your eyes on the last two trading days to close this week's trading, particularly around the typical Comics Futures Market opening smash hours, around 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. You can see two distinct attempts to smash stop losses and drive the spot price further down, but the Long's response was swift and powerful back to the upside this week. This buoyant knee-jerk reaction perhaps inspired a creative person out there to mock up this darkly funny newspaper image. Others took to Twitter to point out how ridiculously easy daily spot price stop loss break attempts are to notice these days. Eddie Vanderwalt of Bloomberg published his take on events of late in the gold market entitled, Looks Like There's a Whale Snapping Up Gold Bullion Below 1800. Spot Gold is again bobbing along near 1800 an ounce as it has been since mid 2020. The stickiness of that level, particularly as fundamentals turn more bearish, suggests there's a big buyer somewhere in these waters. Since breaking above the round number in July 2020, The gold price dipped below it 19 times on a closing basis only to regain its footing. In the past year, the model value of gold, based on a regression study that includes the dollar, real rates, and ETF holdings, dropped nearly 10%, yet the metals price only fell around 2%. Clearly, there's a big buyer who considers the metal a long-term hold. Such whale activity, which shows up neither in ETF holdings nor in futures positioning, would require a substantial buyer, accumulating in size in the London over-the-counter market. Yet, vault holdings... Reported by London Bullion Marketing Association, which include both ETF and some central bank-owned metal, show only a fractional increase in the year through December, from $307 million to $309 troy ounces. That would suggest that whoever is buying is able to buy and scale, leave little footprint in the market, and then take delivery and store the metal in secure, invisible vaults. And that points strongly toward a sovereign buyer. Central banks normally declare to the IMF the amounts of metal they have on their books, But there are precedents where this has been done with some delay. Between 2009 and 2015, China reported no change in holdings, only to reveal that it had bought 53 million ounces of metal over that time period. Of course, Eddie fails to mention that anyone who has bothered to look at record-sized gold inflows into China since the 2008 global financial crisis, much of which likely resides with banks the government owns unofficially, as well the 300 to 400 tons of gold the Chinese military produces seemingly year after year, likely all of which never leaves the nation's borders either. But his current theory that there are likely other sovereign central banks or high net worth investors in the spot gold market buying gold any time it dips below 1,800 ounces is not a far stretch. After all, we started this video with some basic math and brutal facts facing down the fiat currency creationists here in the United States. With gold at the moment, Being right and sitting tight is the game for further fiat currency creation and debt monetization to come because it's becoming one of the only moves the financial powers that be can make. Before we finish this week, earlier today we released a deep dive 16-minute video on the 1933 gold confiscation history. We answered the question, of not merely how much gold was confiscated in 1933 but also how that era of u.s financial history still affects each and every one of us today i think you'll find the info insightful and likely surprising as we did i'll also leave the link in the show notes and comments below for that video so you can go check it out but as for this video that's all for this week and always to you out there take great care of yourselves and those you love If you enjoyed this content, be sure to give our video a thumbs up. To keep getting bullion related news and industry insights, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Finally, hit that alert button so you know when we publish fresh content. Give us your thoughts in the comments below. Let us know what you think and which topics you wanna hear more about.